Week after week for the past seven years, we've presented a prophecy update. This would be number 375 in that series. You may have heard of the blood moons that are coming and of how they may fit into Bible prophecy. We reported on them once before, but as 2015 approaches, you're probably gonna hear more about them, positive and negative, so I thought I'd bring us up to speed. A lunar eclipse occurs when the earth passes between the sun and the moon. That's my entire elementary school career right there. Uh, This blocks the sun's rays from reflecting off the moon as normal. However, some of the sun's rays curve around the earth causing the moon to appear red during a total eclipse. Because of that vivid color, a total lunar eclipse is often referred to by NASA as a blood red moon or a blood moon. The occurrence of blood moons is quite common, normally happening at least twice a year. When four blood moons happen in close succession, NASA calls it a tetrad. Tetrads are rare, only taking place 55 times since 1 AD. Something even rarer is the phenomenon of four consecutive blood moons coinciding with Jewish feast days. That has only occurred 10 times since 1 AD, and it's only occurred three times since 1492. Significant events involving the Jews took place around those three blood moons. The Spanish Inquisition took place in 1492, just before the Tetrad of 1493 and 94. The nation of Israel was reborn on May 14, 1948, just before the Tetrad of 1949 and 50, and the city of Jerusalem was reunited during the Tetrad of 1967 and 68. One prophecy writer says of this, and I quote, the only three tetrads matching feast days in the last 500 years have all fallen remarkably close to major events in Jewish history. Now it's about to happen for a fourth time. Four blood moons on Jewish feast days are appearing for only the fourth time in the past 500 years. Two have already occurred on Passover and the Feast of Tabernacles last year. The next two completing this tetrad will be Passover, April 4, 2015, and Feast of Tabernacles, September 28, 2015. Now, why do we care about signs in the heavens at all? Well, God sometimes uses them in scripture. For example, in Genesis 1:14, God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs, for seasons, for days and years. Now, we normally think of lights as seasons, days and years, but God specifically said, let them be for signs. It's Christmas time and many of your Christmas cards will use the verse in Matthew about the wise men being guided to Jesus by what? A sign in the heavens. Most interestingly, on the day of Pentecost, Peter quoted Joel who said this, I will show wonders in the heavens and the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. Now, we're simply noting that God sometimes gives signs in the heavens and that around the time of blood moon tetrads, significant things have occurred in the past regarding his chosen people, the Jews. Those are all facts. Will something significant happen with Israel this coming Passover or on the next Feast of Tabernacles? Time, of course, will tell. The Lord does seem incredibly interested in the calendar that he gave to Israel with its feast days. We don't normally lock into the Jewish calendar at all, uh, but if we did, we'd notice some very amazing things. For example, the spring holidays of Passover 
unleavened bread and first fruits are a portrait of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and they were all fulfilled by him. He sacrificed himself on Passover. You know, here in our study, a uh, series on Matthew, I've been talking about Jesus dying at the exact time the Passover lambs were being slain in the temple. He was buried on the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and he was resurrected on first fruits. He chose the Feast of Pentecost as the day the Holy Spirit was given to the first believers. Many competent scholars have calculated that the true birthday of Jesus was during a Feast of Tabernacles, and that would be appropriate since Jesus was God tabernacling or dwelling among men. And it's also been proposed as a time for the second coming of Jesus to Israel. Uh, we talk about the second coming, could be on their calendar during a Feast of Tabernacles when God comes again to dwell with his people. It would seem likely that something significant will happen eventually on the fall feasts of trumpets and the Day of Atonement. Uh, and so, uh, not saying what's gonna happen or when, but it's interesting, God gives signs in the heavens and he's interested in this calendar that he gave to Israel and many significant things have happened uh, on those calendar days. Now meantime, we have the Lord's promise that he will return to resurrect and rapture us at any moment. We're not waiting for any holiday or feast day or calendar day, it could be at any moment. Since the rapture is an imminent event, each week I ask, are you ready for the rapture? If not, get ready, stay ready, keep looking up. Ready or not, Jesus is coming. 